Hi, welcome back. This is Paranormal Chat. My name is Jennifer, and that is Jesse over there. Want to hey. say hi? How you doing, everybody? All right. So, today we are actually not going to be talking about our own paranormal experience. Even though we would love to hear yours, you could share at letschatparanormal at gmail.com. But today, we're going to be talking about San Antonio folklore. And I would also like to hear what you guys think after you hear this from your San Antonio folklore. Because I am not from San Antonio. I am not born and raised here in the 210 Alamo City, the Tone Town. Countdown but, City. <laughs> yeah, I have adopted it. It is my home. I can honestly tell you that I do not feel comfortable anywhere else. And I have been around Houston, Dallas... Louisiana Corpus down there and I want to say that San Antonio is the best city for me and I wouldn't leave it again unless I was with you um, maybe <laughs> <laughs> anyways we're talking about San Antonio folklore I have been raised in San Antonio I was born in San Antonio like Southside is in my Technically, blood. Technically, I don't think you were born in San Antonio. Yes, I was. I thought you said you were born in like Eagle Pass or something. But No, that like... was my dad. Oh, okay. All right. No, I was born in San Antonio. I was born in downtown San Antonio. I can S smell the river walk off you then. Boy. Anyways, I was born in San Antonio. Grew up on the south side. Like, it's just in my blood. I do not know any other culture besides San Antonio. And we have a day diverse culture and we have a very lively folklore here very weird folklore <laughs> i'm i'm not gonna lie it's very weird it's super weird yeah so um like i've been very interested in san antonio's history and folklore since i was little like since elementary i can tell you i have been checking out books from the public library about san antonio folklore i have been talking to anybody that would talk to my dumbass about it i want to hear their stories i want to hear your stories if you have stories about things that we touch on today or and things different that we versions, didn't. Yeah, yeah, different versions of it or, or things that you sound differently. Because I know in my folklore from the city that I'm from, everything kind of changes depending on who's saying the story. And like mm -hmm. certain things are a little bit better because let's say my grandpa heard it from your grandpa and your grandpa said it the right way. And my grandpa kind of skipped around certain things. Yeah. Like I want to hear it. We both want to hear it. Yeah. And this is what this whole podcast is about. Again, this is a podcast that is dedicated to paranormal chat. A collective, if you might want to call it, of all weird things spooky, not only here in San Antonio or Texas, but Everywhere. worldwide. Yeah. Um, I want to hear about your cryptozoology. I want to hear about your paranormal. I want it, like, if you just have weird-ass fucking dreams that affected you in your real daily life. Yeah, I guess we could also say that if you're going through some kind of mental dilemma based on the trauma that these things are causing you, feel free to share with us. You know, maybe through talking to us, you could get a little bit of relief from it, knowing that there's two people that have gone through similar things that, you know, are listening. Mm -hmm. Don't think you're insane. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is San Antonio folklore. It is definitely not all of San Antonio folklore. I can definitely say within my 31 years, I have not heard everything. Jesse is not from here. So, he has not heard everything. No, I, I will probably be only chiming in on the tiny inkling of experiences that I've had here. Mm -hmm. I only had one good experience, but I'll wait. I want Jennifer to start off since this is her cup of tea. This is her hometown, so I would like for her to start off on any subject <laughs> she deems acceptable as the first thing. Okay. The most popular thing here in San Antonio. Manu Ginobili? Girl. No. Okay. Anyways, the most popular thing here in San Antonio. I don't think it's a thing anymore, though. Ghost tracks. 
ghost tracks. Yes. Did you ever go through the ghost yes, tracks? Yes, I did. I actually, um, that was one of the first things. That even you did? even before the Alamo, even before Hemisphere, um, my first two experiences here were the ghost tracks and the missions. Hmm. So. I would never associate the missions with being haunted. The missions were beautiful, and that's what led me to want to visit them at night. <laughs> <laughs> Not during the day. I would go during the day, but I was, like, scoping the place out where I'm, like, I want When you would visit at night. <laughs> yes. So I could know what, where to park, where the lights would be off. I'm sorry, City of San Antonio, if somehow one of you people are listening i was young and dumb and i wanted cheap thrills yeah but yes definitely can say it was cheap thrills um but anyways ghost tracks it's kind of on the south side or it was it may have already been done with so the gentrification s- yeah gen- we can all scream gentrification all day but anyways so the ghost tracks the story behind it is that it but was... Wait, hold on. Okay. You probably have more of an accurate story behind it. I want you to hear my story and see if you agree with it. Okay. That a, what somebody told me, because we've never discussed this personally amongst ourselves. Yeah, okay. This so is let's literally like it. the first time. Okay, me as an outside person, somebody was like, we need to go to the ghost tracks in your car. And I was like, okay, well, what's the thing? He's like... Some kids are going to push you across the tracks. And I was like, you know, it's not the dip. And they're like, cuz, you put baby powder on your car and you can see the tiny little handprints. <laughs> and I was all like, okay. I was like, so you're asking me to take you somewhere, waste my gas, and then you're going to fucking <laughs> fill my truck with baby powder just so I can see tiny feet. I was like, okay. All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then later in depth while, while we're doing this and we did get pushed down and i didn't see any feet or hands <laughs> in the baby powder mm-hmm. you know some people swore it like it was shaking off like they were like casually pushing it but i didn't personally see it um it was a from what i heard it was a group of special needs kids in a bus and somehow it got stalled and it got ran over and forever they're haunted in that place that's my version of what i know from what people told me i again while she is making these faces (laughs) these squidward faces (laughs) i can tell you that she heard a different version but that's the version i heard from an out-of-town person from a native being told these things Okay. okay continue okay so the story that i heard while i was growing up was not a bus full of special needs children. I feel that that is a trick-or-treat movie type thing when all of the kids are in the bus. But anyways, so the story I heard was that this bus was driving to deliver these kids home and they got stuck at these railroad tracks and they got stuck there and so For some reason, the bus driver instructed the kids to get out of the bus and start pushing the bus so that they can get out of the way of the train tracks. And so, as a train does, it begins to race towards them. And instead of these children, like, running away to safety, they are killed and just slaughtered in this terrible train disaster and so the surrounding streets in this area are named after these children and um the only one that i can remember off the top of my head is ashley street and so it is very sad uh this story so i've been to the train tracks many times in my life you can put your car in neutral you can put baby powder all over your trunk and the back fender of your car like the bumper or whatever it's called and when you get inside and you put your car in neutral 
these kids will push your car across the train tracks into safety so that you do not suffer the same fate as they did. And that was always the story that I grew up with. Uh, we did it with my parents. I did it with friends before. <laughs> I did it with... Did you ever see handprints or footprints? We or? did. Oh, we did, okay. though. Okay. But that's the thing, though. It's fake. It's the existing prints of your... Like, the oil's coming up in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, But, again, uh, I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but like, I always kept my truck real clean. Mm -hmm. So when they did this, they literally doused my truck in baby powder and mm -hmm. nothing came out. I was just like, what the hell's going on? This baby powder on my truck. Yeah. And so, like, while I was growing up, you could literally drive up to these train tracks and you could see people, like, dousing the back of their car in baby yeah, powder. Yeah, I remember there was a long line. Yeah, it was literally a long line. God forbid if you went during halloween, halloween yeah. yeah it was just insane and what's funny is while i was growing up my uncle was into baseball and there is a baseball field near the uh the tracks and so we would pass by them like weekly and we could see cars that will put their car into neutral and most of the time we would just drive over it because it's like bitch i got shit to do we got places to go we ain't putting our car into neutral waiting for these kids to push us and so it was actually proven that it was actually pointing downhill that it was an illusion that it was going uphill i don't know how many fucking tv shows came down here to disprove the train tracks so i think now that it's been disproven so many times like the kids now these eight these days oh that was my phone kids now these days don't like realize the importance of the train tracks here in san antonio but that's besides the point Let's continue. Okay, well, I will go on to my second and probably last story that I was told here in um, San Antonio when I got here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when I got here, I, I was real rough around the edges. I was, you know, real rough. So, all these people really wanted to interact with me. Uh, coming from a border town, so they were like, I really had no fear. I mean, I still do to these days. And the first thing that I remember these guys telling me was like, if you're so tough, why don't you go with us to the asylum? Oh, boy. <laughs> and I was like, the what now? And they're like, the abandoned asylum. And I was all like, Okay, let's go to this abandoned asylum, buddy. Let's let's do this. So, um, it's I think a group of five, two girls, three three guys. Um, we drive up, park on the side, far away from it, because if you park apparently too close to it, a lot of the property owners know exactly what you're going there for. So we had a black opposite get in there, and we're going in there, and um. Side note, me and this other ex-best friend of mine, you know, I choose not to recall who he is because a lot of bad stuff happened with him. He is not a productive human being in society. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is now after his reevaluation. But he goes, let's go scout this out. So me and him go and scout this out. He is a native here. Um, we go, we're walking around, we're talking, he's like, we gotta go in this place, and we're walking around, and like, I can tell you that if, while, while I was walking around in there, it did honestly feel like, for every step we took, there was someone taking a step behind us, that is God honest truth, there's a lot of broken debris, tagging, uh, alcoholic beverages, where you could tell that 
you know people had ventured in here before and tried the same aspects that we were so we decided to go into the basement level of things but it's closed off so we had to go through a laundry shoot of things uh, we went through the other three buildings that were kind of opened and there's like a security house in the front which we went into broken tv recliner like it literally got left the way i guess he left it um and everything was going okay up until we were joking about stuff coming back with these people and he's telling me like yeah you know blah 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 this this and this and we hear a giant metal door slam and before I can even mention anything to this person he is already booking it <laughs> as fast as he can to the car and I'm just like really like we're not even going to investigate this loud noise we're just going to run mm-hmm. so um, we go back that same night and we're all of us we're going around with flashlights investigating we already know kind of the layout of the land because apparently none of these people had ever had the guts to go in there mm-hmm. and they're freaking out i'm sitting like yeah this is where the loud noise was at and we go literally back into that area where the loud noise was at. this dude is literally about 50 feet away from this where we went in and we go down that corridor and doof, we hear it slam again and before I can say, Ghost for his go. Everybody takes off. And our TV just turned on mysteriously. Yeah, that was really weird. It's never done that before. Yeah. I want to keep this in the thing. Yeah, our TV turned on onto murder podcast stuff. Yeah, let me, one sec. I'm sorry. It's so weird. Yeah. Okay, it's still going? Yeah, it's like not paying attention. Okay, well, sorry for that slight. Hold on. I'm gonna go turn off the TV. That's so fucking weird. Alright. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Our TV decided it was gonna play murder podcast stuff while we're doing this. No, no remote seems to be working right now. Okay. Still playing. Alright. She had a Madden Eagle, shut it off, because none of the remotes were doing anything for it. I'm so sorry. That was really weird. Okay, so, yeah, everybody (laughs) ran out. And of course, I'm there left by my lonesome. And I could swear that down the corridor, I could see a shadowy figure standing. But everybody already booked it. And of course, I'm not the person that's like, hey, who's down there? I was on, like, sorry, shadowy figure. These slower people that I thought I could outrun when this stuff goes down, I've actually outrun him. Started outrunning me, so I'm gonna take off because I'm way faster than them. <laughs> and I did that, and that was it. That that's my encounter with that asylum. I never went back. I after that experience, I always wanted people to go with me and break into it. But everybody that I met was always like, "No, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. We can just drive past it." Okay. Well, to tell you the truth, I've never been to the asylum. I've been way too scared. I had the opportunity once and I did not go because the person that had invited me to go was kind of fucking crazy. And um, the way that he described the inside of it has just like, you know what? I'm not about that life right now. To tell you, like if you go in there as a woman it feels really rapey in there. You know what, that guy, now that I'm older, 
is very rapey. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 very. I'm not gonna name him. <laughs> yeah, I know it's very grimy in there. Like there's like hobos maybe living in there that you know. Most it, likely, if it, it hasn't been torn down by yeah, now, it probably has. But I'm saying like back in the day when I went in there, that's the vibe that I got off of it. It's yeah. just very. And you know what is really weird. I don't even know what, like, the story of why it was abandoned. I heard it was, like, after that, I became really kind of, like, entranced by it because of the event that happened to me. And it it told me it was some kind of, uh, like, boys, like, it was specifically for males and it was, like, a housing unit for them. Mm-hmm. And that's why it had all those fences and barbed wire and like the one down here on Apple White. Yeah, it was kind of like that, just for like oh, so boys that like would run. I could feel kind of why I would feel that vibe from it. Okay. It was never an asylum because somebody's like, I know the person that I was with was like, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna go in there and get one of the asylum jackets that was left behind. That's literally a thing he pronounced to everybody in his tough guy voice. And I could I could see him doing that. Like from what I I think who it is. And I was just like, mm, I was like, are you really though? Because I mean, I knew him and he was the type of guy in that time of age that would get frosted tips on his hair. Mm. And you know what? Okay, I'm going to just write his name out and see if this is it. No, uh, no, we weren't friends at that time. Oh my god! Now you need to tell me because this is who I thought it was. No, no, no. He he was a nerd. Okay, I'm sorry. I actually had just texted out this person's name on our messenger, and he told me no. So now I am at a complete loss. But anyways, um, yeah, no, it's, it's probably no one that you would ever <gasps> even know. Oh, okay. I know who that is. Okay. But anyways, it yeah. doesn't matter because knowing now who this person is, I could totally see that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because I think that person really does belong in a fucking mental institute, even to this day. Like, yeah, he, from what I was, know that he's done. Yeah, he, he was not all there and he just had very sociopathic yeah. traits yeah. that would not... I, he he could not accomplish his goals with me yeah that's but why we're talking we were, shit about an yes. individual but nobody knows about so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but okay would you, uh, back going back to, to the thing because you know you always hear about like oh yeah. haunted houses people getting taken advantage da, yeah da, da. we're not about that we want it to be a safe environment if you do know the people that you're going with and have trust with them and don't do weird stuff with weird people that you don't know. Anyways. Just be safe. Like, yeah. for real. Don't don't go with stranger to these things. Like, strangers. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't do not do weird stuff with weird people you don't know. Yeah. At least know them. Let them. You already know who they are. Live anyways, by that. Don't do weird stuff with weird people. Yeah. <laughs> but do anyways. weird stuff with people you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that ended up happening. And uh, that was pretty much my experience with... Like San Antonio said, Folklore. The asylum, yeah. yeah. And uh, you said you've never been there. I haven't. I've been too scared. Da, 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 da. Okay, okay, so we What's next on this chopping block? So we've covered the ghost tracks. And then right now the asylum, the asylum from me, a yeah. newcomer to it. But she has a lot more info that I yeah, don't know anything else about. I briefly heard about a, what you would call, donkey lady. <laughs> I'm so sorry if but, that was loud. Um, I don't know if it's because you call her a, as they say, donkey lady because she has a badonkey dong. No, or she does not have a badonkey dong. A donkey face, or just because she is dumb. So I don't know any of this or where she would be from or okay. where she hangs out. You know what? I'm just gonna stop you there. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna start. So School me on this. Does she hang out by 410 and <laughs> Eisenhower? No, she does not. She actually hangs out over here off of Applewhite also. Okay. Okay, so Donkey Lady is... I've never heard of the Donkey Lady in any other community besides San Antonio. I have never heard of a Donkey Lady either. 
I've heard of a donkey show, which is very That explicit. is very different yes. <laughs> from what we were about to talk uh-huh. about. But a donkey lady. Okay, so the donkey lady. Her story while I was growing up was that she was a woman that lived just like out in the woods, secluded from villagers. And something happened. I don't, I don't know what the scuffle or disagreement was, but... Basically, a group of men went and set her little hut on fire, and she burned in this this fire that they've set, and she's become so disfigured. I'm getting a lot of Freddy Krueger vibes from this. Almost. but So she's become so disfigured that like her hands are no longer recognizable as fingers, but they're just like these clumps that look like donkey like hoofs yeah almost okay yeah so they look like hoofs and so instead of like just like dying alone as you would imagine a normal person would she begins to haunt this bridge that she lives under or nearby and so this bridge happens to be like near now there's a a Toyota plant nearby but while I was growing up it was just wide open fields there was nothing around and well, just more people to haunt I guess yeah I guess so but like she had a whole ass bridge to fucking haunt and so you could drive your car up turn it off turn off the lights and you'll just stop there and then when you're there in the quiet, the donkey lady will come from beneath your car and start to push up on it. And she will be making the noises of a fucking donkey. And I'm just like, that is the most ridiculous shit. As I hear it now as an adult, but when yeah, I like, was a child, I was if, just like, oh my god. If you got burnt, like, why would she like want to be a donkey lady? Yeah, like, if I was that, if I was the donkey lady, I'd be like, bitch, where's my fucking surgeries that are gonna, like, give me fingers just in general, like, why would I, like, make donkey noises? I would make more terrifying noises than donkey noises. If you are not aware of donkey noises, you know, YouTube them open. They're not very scary. They really aren't. But I guess maybe, like, in the middle of the woods. So... Let me tell you about this. I went on a date, kind of a blind date, with okay, a guy. I'll, I will excuse myself because I have to pee. Okay, we're going to pause this real quick. Okay. Okay, we're back. So, the first time I had an encounter with the Donkey Lady Bridge, um, I was kind of like on a blind date. And so I went with this person... And he was like, you know what? Let's go down this secluded road. That's <laughs> sounds, such... Sounds very sketchy. You know story. what? It was the sketchiest fucking idea. I, like, one of the worst ideas I've ever done in my life. But anyways. As a, as a boy, I've never asked a woman to go into a secluded, scary space before. You know what? I had bad judgment. I was okay. like 18. I, I know. I, but I, I, 18 years old and only one real boyfriend, so I, come I was, on. I was just like, I, I, that, that thought never occurred to me ever in my life. So whenever I hear it, I'm just like, what are these guys even thinking? Yeah, like, like if, you, if you listen to My Favorite Murder... Their tagline, stay sexy, don't get murdered. And I was not saying sexy, I could have got murdered. (laughs) But anyways, so we went to this very secluded area. (laughs) And we went through this, like, it was a bridge in the middle of fucking nowhere. I was just, because like, I literally. There's no purpose to this bridge Yeah, literally, I was just like, where are we, like, Cause it's well, I think I read that when they were doing the building proposal for it, you know, they were literally doing it for the donkey lady. They're like, we need someone to <laughs> haunt this bridge. <laughs> Shut up! No. So when we went through, I was just like, where are we? And he was like, I really don't know. And so like, 
we're driving through this really secluded dark-witted area and i'm just like fuck we're gonna get murdered here by we, a donkey lady well i wasn't thinking donkey lady but i was just like fuck gonna get murdered by the like the in like the insane guy that escapes the hip, well, from hill, the asylum the, with the you, hook some hill, hills have eyes people okay i get you yeah so i was like we're gonna get murdered and so we like come upon this bridge and i'm just like what the fuck is this bridge doing in the middle of nowhere and so we go through this bridge really slowly because we really don't know how sturdy it is <laughs> and so we make it across and we start going through like this fucking dirt road again and then we like make it on the other side and i'm like hey i know where we are we're kind of close to my house and so like that was that and then later on he's like well yeah i took you there on purpose thinking like it would scare you but you were just more confused and i was like yeah i was very confused because i i was not about it <laughs> like who's this donkey lady yeah so and you know what okay so this i've never heard of it anywhere else so when i was younger i heard about the donkey lady going under your car and like pushing up on your car with her hind legs and like trying to rock your car over like to flip over uh -huh. and so i've never heard this anywhere else the person that could have told me this may have just been lying out of her ass but it scared the fuck out of me every time we stopped anywhere i was just like that donkey lady's gonna get us yeah well i mean so yeah, congratulations. I'm not gonna name you because you'll you'll feel some type of weird fucking pride that you've fucking scarred well, me for yeah, life. Just like um, again, this is I want to say this is not San Antonio related, but if any of my Mexican <laughs> people are out there, and I'm talking about real Mexicans, mm -hmm. like out there, they'll know what I'm talking about. The mano pachona. Mm! Jen went through a phase where she feared a cut-off hand coming and murdering her in the middle of the night. As Jen, an adult. As an adult. Not as a, as a baby or as a kid or anything. Because, you know, as kids, we're taught in Mexico that this mano pachona or bodiless hand is going to come and get you. It's a witch's hand and it's going to come... Like, uh... It or thing from uh, mm -hmm. Adam's family, yeah. the witch's hand, and she genuinely feared the hell out of I it. I couldn't help it. Like I literally was terrified of Mano Pachona, and mm -hmm. I. So you know who? And you know what? We're gonna be probably doing some T-shirt or shirt designs of Mano Pachona. You mm -hmm. know, just eventually for y'all's entertainment <laughs> to wear for this paranormal stuff. That's one of her, or was one of her biggest fears. Now it is her son swallowing stuff <laughs> and choking. <laughs> my, how times have changed. But okay, my, back my, to my. San Antonio folklore. Okay, yeah, so Mana Pachona, like, if you were to write a chapter book of my life, that would take up a whole fucking chapter. But anyways, San Antonio folklore, we've talked about the train tracks we've talked about donkey lady and we've talked about the insane asylum so we really need to talk about what is it um midget mansion i have no idea what that is what i, I don't know what that is okay is it like it's not politically correct no, that's I'm, what i'm I, telling you but now. i'm saying is it like a strip club because you're using midget and mansion so are they like is it like the Playboy house for midgets? <laughs> and what is scary about this? No. Oh my god, you've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. I'm telling you honestly. You know this what? is the I'm first gonna, time. I'm going to I'm going to use I'm going to use the you the Googleizer. Okay, you've never told me about a midget mount, mansion and Okay. You know, okay. I have never I've seen like very few of the scariest midgets in San Antonio because everybody's short here. So I can't go around calling everybody, every short Mexican a midget. Okay. So, I mean, you're literally talking about South Park Mall. Midget <laughs> Mansion. Okay, so here's the thing. Midget Mansion was 
literally what it sounds like. It was a mansion made for midgets. And God, I know that it is not politically correct. We're not. I okay, am so we're not, sorry. Okay, again, to all my short people out there that might be listening, if not, might not be listening, but to anybody that feels some type of way, this is the term used in the folklore. Yes. And again, we harbor no ill will or any kind of prejudice towards our fellow brethren <laughs> that are a little bit vertically inclined. That's just the term that was used. Yes. So, um, again, <laughs> Okay. let's continue on. So, the story I heard growing up was that Midget Mansion was occupied by two people happened to be midgets or whatever um and they were very cruel to the people of normal height that um they would basically interact with yeah or but they were basically like mm, what is it called treating them like slaves basically oh yeah okay so they were employed under them but they would get treated like shit yeah basically okay. And so that, uh, apparently that they were like, I guess like an actor and a business person. Okay, so they had like that super Napoleon complex, right? Yeah. And so, um, in this story, they were very rich. They treated the normal sized people like very terribly. And eventually, um... From what I was told, there there's most likely very different variations um, that the husband, like after his businesses began failing and that uh, they started losing money or something, that he killed his wife and killed everybody else in the mansion and set it ablaze, but it just, like, somehow the structure survived. And so, from there, people began to break into Midget Mansion to explore this, this structure. And, like, this structure was basically made for the size of people that just were not as tall, you know? Yeah, tiny person, okay. Yeah, or, well, not tiny person, but just, like, little people. Yeah. I don't know if that, I honestly don't know the correct politically correct term i am so sorry please tell me well i mean like it's it like if you were to say mexican i would not get offended or latino or Latinx. you know yeah whatever it is like i understand what you're trying to say it's cool yeah. you it, know? It, that's what i grew up if you hearing. If, if you mean it in good will intent and not in a bad way then i i feel definitely like, mean no ill will yeah then you should be okay i think that if anybody out there knows or because there's so many terms that people use anyway i don't want to get into it it's going to get into spiel mm -hmm. i don't want to do it but yeah okay going back to it the way that it was stated in the folklore yeah so basically the the husband of the duo set the house ablaze okay and it's it a tiny, survived it's a tiny structure people yeah. would break into it no what would yeah. happen uh, i'm curious or basically that was it just like there was no real hauntings or anything so they would just go and explore it because of the, the Be fact of it that yeah. it was a tiny place yeah, where it basically okay yeah like there was like i never do you know the location or anywhere i think was it was in the medical area but at this point i believe that it has been destroyed yeah because there's so much new construction down there that it i guess so yeah but yeah midget mansion was one of those that i never visited i never explored i don't think i was born early enough to like see this like i knew of it but it's something that if maybe in a future episode i will talk about but at this point my knowledge is very limited okay so what else in san antonio folklore i think it's not just san antonio what i'm about to talk about it says I, it's off of nacogdoches road Nacogdoches where? I don't know, just as Nacogdoches Road mentioned. You know, mention. Okay, well, Nacogdoches is very wide and expensive. Does it say where? Uh, 40, oh, am I allowed to give addresses out here right now? How about just 
Seneca Highway. Don't give out an address. Well, it's on Medical Drive. Okay, I said it was medical. I know. Sorry, I just, I literally just Googled it right now because I'm like... Okay, well, on Nacogdoches Road is Comanche Park. Comanche Park is actually... Um, you know what? I, I'm going to give it out because Google no, gives don't, it out. No, don't. Don't give it out. No, don't give it out. Please. But if you Google it, it'll literally tell you. They can Google it themselves then okay, if they right. are so inclined. Well, it's a 1970s Galipsy Mansion, a.k.a. Midget Mansion. Okay, well, if they are so inclined, if they are so curious to know where Midget Mansion in San Antonio is, they can Google it themselves. It looks actually very pristine. Uh, you know, I'm looking at pictures of it right well, now. Well, you know what? It's been destroyed, so nobody can visit it. Well, I, I don't know if it's been destroyed, but I'm just saying. Like, I wow. know it's been destroyed. Okay. But well. anyways, I was talking about Comanche Park. Okay. Comanche Park is on the north northeast side of San Antonio. And uh, as it says, it's a park. It's got a couple of walking trails, and there is actually a Comanche outpost located within the park. And there are stories of sightings within this park of, I guess, like shadow people. Um, I have been there many times because I used to walk there after work every day, and I never saw anything. Like, when you go near the Comanche outpost, you definitely feel something different. But, um, as far as saying something, I never did. But anyways, back to San Antonio folklore. This is something that I don't think is just San Antonio. I feel like this is a Southwest thing. That was Jesse's notification. Yeah, sorry about that. But anywho's Southwest thing. There has been a terrible movie made about her. La Llorona. She is like... The big one for me. She is the ultimate scary person for me. Um, and there's so many different um, stories about her. Sorry. Popular person today. Mm-hmm. You want to put that on mute? I am going to, yes, ma'am. Okay. So, anyways. La Llorona. Um... So the stories that I have heard about her may differ from you. So what I know about La Llorona, uh, she was a beautiful woman. She was in Mexico. She fell in love with a man that uh, did not, he was more respected. He was wealthy and she was not. And they actually fought, or they actually had a boy and a girl together and eventually he was actually supposed to marry a higher status woman and so when la llorona found out this she went and drowned her son and her daughter in a river on their property and upon finding out this uh the husband or not the husband but the man was like where's my son where's my daughter uh, why would you do this? So the the woman, La Llorona, went around any, like, water, bo or body of water, just, like, wailing, mis hijos, mis hijas, and just trying to find her children that she killed. And once um, she became a spirit, she just began taking uh, the the life of any other boy or girl that she would come upon hoping to find the souls of her son or daughter and when I was growing up that was enough for me to behave like I'd be like what La Llorona's coming for me I'ma behave and even when I was like a nanny <laughs> I was a nanny to these kids. They were not Hispanic. But I told them the story of La Llorona. And they were terrified. Enough that they told their mother about La Llorona. They used to call her La Rayona. And um, she called me to ask why I would tell her children about La Llorona. 
and I was just like I'm sorry I didn't realize they would think it was real but like you know I was like 14 15 thinking La Llorona was real but anyways do you have any input Jesse um yes and no because uh it's a contradicting story because I used to spend time with um my family in Mexico and uh, mm-hmm. before the Yorona became a thing um there was just always stories about jilted lovers um people being done wrong um my own family tree um just to go into a more elaborate stuff of what would happen down there in Mexico is uh, my uh, grandfather, my mother's side, was a uh, how do I say it? A butcher, and he ran a real look lucrative butcher shop, and he got into a spat with some men, and they shot him dead. And my mother was only two or three at the time, so she did not grasp it. So they were thrown into poverty immediately after that. Um, My family in Mexico was actually pretty well off. But once the death of the head of household happened, they kind of had it rough. Um, So all their butcher type stuff got passed on to me I know how to skin and take stuff apart very easily um yeah so there was always stories about stuff like that like you know deaths and whatever blah 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 and I never got told stories of La Llorona by my own family I never got a story like yeah there was this I got told by friends of friends and cousins like it was something to me that was like made up into the time of it like uh somebody heard it or or there was a story where this woman did it but you know it it was never a thing that resonated with me as like it being something scary Mm -hmm. um because stuff like that would happen all the time Like, I don't know what the American lady's name is that drowned her own kids because she thought there were demons or something like that. There's a lot of those to be Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I know I might bum a lot of my fellow Mexicans out that I don't feel the same way about it. But, you know, iconically speaking, no, I (laughs) I don't have any relation to it or any kind of emotional attachment to it I never even got scared by it really yeah it wasn't a thing for me there was a lot more scarier stories for me (laughs) out there than that okay alright well I think so far this is really all that I can talk about as far as San Antonio... Yeah, because um, I have no inkling or knowledge of anything Alamo-related, mm-hmm. which I think somebody tried to explain to me, but I have no knowledge of it at all. Um, yeah, it's... it. Honestly, the Adam, Alamo has never really been an interest of me. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to end this here. Yeah. Um, again... This is Paranormal Chat. You can find us on Instagram at paranormal.chat. Follow us. Um, If you are following us on iTunes or wherever you can rate us, give us a good rating. Leave us a good review. That's how you're going to be able to help other people find us. So, again. Sorry, just a bunch of spooky stuff happening in the house right now. Yeah. So, again, leave us a good rating. I don't want to see no one-star reviews. Uh, and, again, um, I'm going to be doing probably an uh, impromptu segment when we start our podcast, leading uh-huh. into the podcast. Like, let's say we'll already have something set. I will tell you guys, hey, this is what I want to talk about in our next podcast in the yeah. beginning. And I want you guys to 
really chime in on it. Like, I really want you guys to like, like overload us yeah. with That's responses. I, I want them. I'm gonna all. I'm gonna stay up. I'm gonna read them all. I'm gonna take all that knowledge in yeah that's definitely what we want so again instagram paranormal.chat if you want us to read your story online or on air or if you have any questions to us about stuff that you've heard that you want mm, elaborated more touched upon again a little bit more you know yeah just message us there or you can email us at letschatparanormal at gmail.com again that is let's chat paranormal at gmail.com eventually we are going to have a facebook page we are going to have a website um honestly we just want to hear from you we want feedback we have recorded the first three episodes hoping that you can provide us with feedback of what you want us to do we want to do some original artwork of your stories um we want to interview you if if you feel comfortable with that and we want just to read your stories online if that's what you're most comfortable with so subscribe rate us leave a comment a positive comment and positive rating or you know what even if it's not a positive comment no don't don't leave me a don't leave me a negative comment because well, it's going to eat leave, away at me. Don't leave Jen a negative <laughs> comment. Me. Leave me a negative comment. I thrive on that. I enjoy it. But don't. Please. <laughs> focus it on me. I love negative comments. Tell me. I don't like I your don't. nasally voice. Or you know what, Jesse? You sounded like you didn't know what you were talking about. You know what? Just just don't. So again, Instagram, paranormal.chat. Uh, or email that you can send in your paranormal stories it is let's chat paranormal at gmail.com once we get a facebook and an actual website running i will post it instagram is going to be your best bet to follow with updates so my name is jennifer i am signing off and jesse anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with um yeah it's gonna get real creepy from now on and we're gonna be your family so Let's rejoice in this, because it's going to get pretty fucking creepy. Let's get weird, guys. All right. Have a good night. Good weekend. Make good choices. Goodbye.